welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Oh, let's call it Turn Up Tuesday. No screaming, no shouting. The verdict is in. You have to come to play if you expect to win. It's your boy, OG. And if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. Bets have been settled. Excuses have been made. Losing is for losers because only the winners get paid. Sorry, Charlie. It is what it is. Nice guys don't always finish last, but sometimes they don't finish at all. If the shoe fits, wear it. Turn up Tuesday. I'm already up. Let's go. All right. Get it started on. Hope everybody had a good holiday. We're gonna get it started on with Tuesday's takes. Uh, big news: the Heat advance to the NBA Finals. Uh, 103-84 of the hapless Celtics. We'll get into that later in the show. All Boston did was save Missoula's job for another year with the three-game winning streak. Uh, we'll talk about Denver versus the, uh, versus the Heat later in the show. Nick Nurse has been hired as the 76ers head coach. My only question is, why? The cool attempt by James Harden and Daryl Morey seems to be halted. Although Nurse and uh, Maury have uh, intertwinings within uh, the general manager thing, uh, I think he worked for Maury at one time, but Embiid still may be the odd man out. Stay tuned. Uh, Adrian Griffin was also hired as the new coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, and I don't know why everybody's down on him. He played in the league. Uh, he reminds me of Willie Green, his demeanor, and uh, like I said, we haven't seen his coaching style because he hasn't coached on him uh he hasn't been a head coach yet but neither had nick nurse so like i said adrian played in the league so we're gonna see congratulations to him the big question is will giannis stay will they keep that team intact uh i think so but like i said you never know with stars maybe giannis want to have his breakout party move to a bigger city doesn't seem to be in his demeanor uh but we'll see phoenix still without a coach Hey, like I said, give me Willie Green. Because the Pelicans are not going to do anything because Zion can't get healthy. Give us Willie Green. Him and uh, the general manager for Phoenix are joined at the hip. That will be a good fit. Also, Toronto's still out there looking for a coach. Uh, the biggest name they've interviewed is J.J. Reddick. So, we're going to see how that goes also. So they, They're still on the hunt for a coach. In the college ranks, Caleb Love, the former UNC star, still no team he decommitted from michigan uh it's about credits uh, something about he didn't have enough credits tell you what caleb all is forgiven come on home come on home you started with us you gave us headaches it doesn't matter come on home you're gonna be a tar heel no matter where you go come on home in the wnba the aces get their rings uh, fresh off of Becky Hammond's suspension, she made her debut. They got their uh, rings. That was a good look because they're probably going to get another one this year. I don't see anybody stopping them. Nobody. That team is star-studded, and they know how to play. They might have beat some NBA teams. Check them out. Check them out. And the Fever and the WNBA also halted the longest winning losing streak in the WNBA at 20 games. Congratulations to them. Nothing like a good win. In other news, in college football, Shiloh Sanders, headache CEO, commits to Colorado. Surprise, surprise. Voltron is intact. 
All the Sanders are in Boulder, Colorado right now. Kudos to Shiloh. I've been waiting for you. Nice video. If you haven't seen this video on YouTube, check it out. Colorado sets the single-day uh, ticket sale record. Cha-ching! Oh, boy. Deion Sanders has it going on up in Colorado, but you already know that. In the words of Prime himself, we coming. Moving on. John Gruden has been tasked to help David Carr down in New Orleans, his ex-quarterback. As far as I knew, I thought Gruden was exiled from the league for, you know, his chauvinist takes, the emails, the uh, racist comments. But all of a sudden, he shows back up in New Orleans. Uh, I don't think New Orleans, depending on the year they have, they're probably going to be looking for a new coach uh, after the season also. But really? Really? John Gruden? It's like, is that some news we needed to know? <sighs> Moving on, Owls AD, uh, Mr. Berta, he steps down, he's retiring. If you haven't noticed in the last couple of weeks or so, a lot of ADs are are, are leaving. What's going on? I'm going to have to do a deeper dive into that, but a lot of ADs are, are leaving ship. They're going home. Uh, the Stanley Cup is also set. We got the Las Vegas Golden Knights against the Florida Panthers. That'll be starting this week. You also had uh, the French Open, French Open, Djokovic, and world number one Akarez both advanced to the second round. And finally, with Tuesday's takes, we got Notre Dame beats Duke for the lacrosse championship. The five previous times they met in the finals, Duke took them out, but they finally got one. I guess the sixth time is the charm. Congratulations to Notre Dame. Moving on to the big. The big news, the NBA playoffs. The 3-0 lead, the 3-3 comeback, and finally the, uh, uh, the Heat took it last night. The Celts simply forgot they were the number two seed. Live by the three, die by the three. I've been saying it the whole whole NBA season, really. Missoula was terrible. Rotate, the rotations were terrible. The dynamic duo were duds. And... and Maybe it's just me. When did they start going through Derek White to run the offense? Because that's all I saw last night. I thought it was his team. Although Tatum got hurt and Jalen Brown couldn't do his thing, I mean, they were just going going through White the whole time. I mean, he made the game-winning shot, but come on, Missoula. Like I said, all they did was save his job for a year because I'm pretty sure beginning of the next year, if they're not in the top three, he's going to be looking for a new job elsewhere. And I just want to tell you, Celt fans and you pundits, don't ever, 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 ever compare Jason Tatum to KD. Casper was a no-show on and off through the whole series. Now, he has, he has number one talent, but he doesn't have number one mentality. Those Duke players are just like that, man. I, I keep, these kids keep running the Duke. And yeah, I'm a UNC guy, but they keep running the Duke, and they just don't pan out. I mean, Tatum is a great talent. But here's another thing, Lee. R.J. Barrett, he's in the league. He's, he's not one of the top guys. Zion Williams can't stay healthy. I mean, uh, my man uh, Kyrie, he had a cup of coffee at Duke. He's a head case. Stop going to Duke. <laughs> Stop going to Duke. 
That's all I'm saying. Stop going to do. And Jalen Brown is a Robin. Period. He doesn't have number one talent. He's just a dog. I love him for it, but he's not a number one. He's just really set back and think about trying to go to a team and be a number one. It would have to be a team in the bottom half. Uh, he, Like I said, he's got great instincts, but he's a Robin. If you, there's a couple of teams you could put him on and it would boost them tremendously. But him being the number one option, not going to happen. Stranger things have happened, but I don't see it. You better sit down and think about it, Jalen. And then you got to think about the Celtics. Let me tell you the state of basketball. The Celtics lost to a point team playing a zone in the pros. I'm going to say this again. They lost to a team playing a zone. When I was in high school, and I was in high school before the three-pointer became prevalent. It didn't come until I was a junior in high school. If you played my high school team zone, we are trying to score 100. And we almost got there. They lost to a team playing the zone. That tells you the lack of basketball IQ. Your pro team and your coach doesn't know how to attack a zone. That's basketball elementary 101. That's the first thing they teach you because nobody knows how to play man when you first start playing basketball. They did not know how to attack. Although it be a matchup zone, it's still a, it's still a damn zone. It's just sad. The Celtics have had the best record the last two out of four years. And why, like I said, it didn't go the way they planned this year, but why Why break up Tatum and Brown? Because the media thinks so. I mean, like I said, Jalen is a number two. He's not 50, He's not worth $59 million a year. I don't care what, what the market is. He's a Robin. He's a Robin. And I'm not breaking, I'm not... I'd want them to stay together and just put more pieces around them, but I'm not paying them $59 million a year for what we just saw. I mean, he gonna, he, he's going to get better. They've been good the last four years, but $59 million a year? Nah, sorry. And the Miami Heat, let me stop you, you Heat fans right now. Eric Spolstra is an average coach. Stop with the one of the greats of all time. Stop it. Stop it. Spo had three superstars in their prime. LeBron, D-Wade, and my man Chris Bosh. They were two and four in the finals. Fail. He's three and three in the finals. That's 50%. That's 500. That's average. He's a loss from being below average. And he's a win from being just above average. So, can you miss me with He's one of the greats of all time. He is not. Also, Jimmy, I love Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy is not him. And Jimmy knows he's not him. He's just in a perfect situation for his skill set and his demeanor. People all of a sudden running to put him in the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, really? Right now, Jimmy is not, not a Hall of Famer to me. He's not. How is Jimmy a Hall of Famer when we iffy on putting Vince Carter in the, in the Hall of Fame? Make make it make sense. That's all I'm saying. With this, with this soft league going on, a lot of people are going to get in the Hall of Fame that don't belong in there. But because Jimmy won a playoff series, because he did it the hard way, now all of a sudden he's a Hall of Famer? Nah, like I said, make it make sense. The Miami Heat are a band of brothers. 
and it comes down to old school still works. Still works. Now I'm gonna give you some facts. The run and gun shooting threes is an anomaly. And anybody who doesn't think it is, because Stephnum won, Stephnum had four rings. But I'm going to break that down for you, too. Both teams in the finals run old-school schematics. Denver is a high-post pick-and-roll, a lot of Utah Jazz, John Stockton, and Carl Malone. Miami, Miami basically runs a one-full with ISO, a la, a la the Lakers Showtime. Fun facts, everybody can shoot threes. It's a select few that can make them constantly. That's the rub, ladies and gentlemen. Making them is the thing that people don't get. I did a little, little research. There are only 30, out of the 450 players in the league, there are only 36, 36 that shoot over 40% from the three. Out of 450, only 36. If you break it all the way down, that's only 8% of the, of the NBA. But it's a run-and-gun league. When the Warriors won their first title, they caught lightning in a the bottle. They did. They caught lightning in a the bottle. They didn't, they didn't run it back. They didn't go back-to-back. Back. They, they said nobody shooting jump shots could win. They, they bunked off that miss. But you see, they didn't go back-to-back back back until they got KD. You know why? When Golden State got ran off the three-point line, KD was a mid-range assassin, and he closed the gap. He closed the back gap and scored in the mid-range. That was the precursor. It wasn't like when, when they won with KD, it wasn't like they were still shooting threes. KD destroyed Cleveland from the mid-range when Steph and Clay were off. The Celtics could not score in the mid-range when the threes dried up. Hence, live by the three, die by the three. And this finals we had going on, I mean, I go Miami because, I mean, they're going to run a joker off that high post. They're going to run him off. I also said the Lakers in five, but I told Darvin Ham how, how to win that series. He didn't listen. They're not, they're not going to let a joker initiate the offense. Jamal Murray, although impressive, but he not he not him either. He shows flashes, but but Jimmy can guard him. So I'm not really worried about him. I say Heat in six or Denver in five if they don't run Joker off the high post. That's just my t I don't have a dog in the race. I'm just saying. I would go Heat in six and if Denver has their way, if they're still let letting Joker initiate the offense, I say them in five. And one last thing about the NBA. Let me get off my chest before I get over here. Joker is not the best player in the world. Joker is not the best player in the, in the NBA. You're talking about the guy who just a year ago got picked next to last in the All-Star game. That guy. He's still that guy. Like I said, Joker is just fundamentally sound. And he, he doesn't do anything great, but he does everything. That doesn't automatically put him in the Hall of Fame. The lack of centers in the league is another reason. And finally winning, because the last two seasons where he got the MVP, they were not winning. It just goes to show you, if you think Joker's the best player 
in either of those two categories how weak the league really is. As I said earlier in a post, basketball as I knew it is dead. And it's sad. Moving on to the NFL. I'm trying not to depress you too, too much today after a holiday. NFL, nothing really going on. The OTAs are starting for everybody. Jimmy G signed a waiver because he couldn't pass the physicals with the Raiders. Why? Why not get a quarterback who can start day one? Why release David Carr? Why is Josh McDaniel still the coach? This is a train wreck coming down the tracks, and everybody can see it except Raiders ownership. Good luck with that. Secondly, we got DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes. Uh, D-Hop's out there, and a bevy of teams loading up for him, but who's really going to get him? He wants to go play for the Bills. The Bills have no money, and he would have to really take a sweetheart deal to go there to play. I don't know why he would want to go play with Josh Allen anyway. The Chiefs are in, in in the running, but they really don't have a lot of money either. And his old quarterback, D.W. Forrest, down in Cleveland. If either of these teams got into it, it would be a rental. It would be a rental. But I think I don't think the Chiefs are going to get him. I think he will listen to a Cleveland, if uh, D.W. Forrest lobbed him a call. I think he will listen. But ultimately, I don't think he'll end up in either place. The Ravens have no money. They could, Like I said, they could pay him for one year. Also, it would be a rental. And the Cowboys, I don't know why Jerry not on the phone, but he would also be a rental with the Cowboys. They probably could pay him the most money for one year under the current salary cap. But the best fit is probably what I heard was Detroit. They have the money. They don't really. They have a number one, but he's not better than D Hop. D Hop can get his stats back up. He can get get back on a good path and possibly get another. Probably not a max deal, but being a number one, he he would get uh, what the market demands from another team after a year in Detroit. They throw the ball. Golf has been to the Super Bowl, so I think that would be the good fit. But don't be surprised if he shows back up in Cleveland. That's all I'm saying. But move on to Major League Baseball. The Cubs, Marcus Stroman, he threw a one-hitter one hitter against the Tampa Bay Rays, who happens to be the best team in baseball. Uh, Stroman is 5-4 and four on the season, but he had a dynamite outing yesterday. Uh, the no-hitter was broken up, but it was a good outing. Just looking for something good in baseball. We're going to run down the division leaders once again from this weekend. In American League East, we had Tampa Bay. There are four games up on the Orioles. The Yankees are six games back, even after the Herculean effort by uh, uh, by Judge, two home runs yesterday, and he, he robbed one guy of a home run, so he's back on track. AL Central is the Minnesota Twins in first place. The Tigers are two games back, and Cleveland is three games back, so tight race over there. The AL West, you have the Texas Rangers still on top, with the Astros just three games back. And the Angels, with the probably the best player in baseball, Shohei Otani, they're six games back. The big question there is, is going to be traded before the deadline? NL East, we got the Braves on top of Miami by four games. The Mets are five games back, still in the mix. NL Central, we got the Brewers, who are two games up on the Pirates, with the Reds lurking only four games back. And the NL West, 
We got the Dodgers a half game up, on, a game and a half up on Arizona, with the Giants four and a half back, and the star-studded Padres are eight games back. What is going on? That's all I have for Major League Baseball. Now we're gonna jump into boxing a little bit. Crawford and Spence has been set. Now the whole big debate is who's fought better competition. My question is, does it really matter? Does it really matter? It's all about exposure at this point. I mean, Bud had most of his fights in his hometown in Omaha, which didn't get him, you know, the uh, recognition that he, that he deserves. I mean, he's known, but fighting in Omaha is not going to get you recognized a whole lot. But people know who Bud Crawford is. Earl fought in bigger venues. He fought overseas. He's fought in Vegas. He's fought at the uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas. So, big venues. On July 29th, all the talking stops. You don't have to hate to be great. And these guys are going to be great. That's all I have on those two. July 29th. Can't wait. Then we have in boxing, you have the pressure and the phonies. Let's start with the pressure first. Tank Davis, just saying, let's run it. Let's run it. It's not calling out Devin Haney like you should be calling him out. You said Devin had nothing to bring to the table. That's why you wouldn't fight him at first. He's undisputed. The youngest to ever do it. All the talking stops now. We need you to... Get on your soapbox, grandstand like you've been doing before he took out Lomachenko to get this fight done. Yeah, that's the pressure. Call him out. Call him out. And you're not the face of boxing. Now we're going to go to the phonies. Roly Romero is horrible. He's horrible. He's so horrible. I'm not going to waste my time on telling you how much a phony he is. Watch the tape. Then we got Joshua. Heavyweight division. Has no heart. Bad for the sport. He's not going to fight Tyson Fury. And he's definitely not going to fight the Bronx Bomb, the, uh, the Brown Bomber. He's not going to fight Deontay Wilder. Because that's career ending. That's career. He's not fighting him. No heart, bad for the sport. Another phony, Ryan Garcia does not take the sport seriously. He's going to get hurt. I don't care who you get to train you. His heart's not in it. He keeps bringing up the tank thing. He was dehydrated. That might have played a, a part in it. He, he's a celebrity who wants to box. He's going to get hurt. Then we have Tio Fimo. Teofimo is bipolar. You don't know who's going to show up. You, you don't know who you're talking to in an interview. I don't know how to, how that's going to pan out. But when the real Teofimo shows up, I can't really call him a phony. But the guy that he is right now, until he beats somebody legitimately, he hasn't had a legitimate fight since he beat Lomachenko. So that puts him on the phony list. He's got a fight coming up with Plant. He knocks him out or has a good showing. I'll take him off. But right now, he's on the phony list. The last on my phony list is Adrian Broner, who's who's been a world champion. But he's on the phony list because he won't let his hands go. For God's sakes, man, let your hands go or get out of the sport. 
get out of the sport. There's too much talent to be wasted. His last couple of fights weren't worth watching because he, for some reason he lost that killer and he won't let his hands go. I don't know if Madonna beat it out of him or what, but Broner got too much talent. You was Floyd's heir apparent. You were the first. You were you were the uh, prince who was going to be crowned king. But Madonna stopped you and you haven't been the same since. Let those hands go. For the sake of boxing, if not for yourself. And if you don't, hey, just get out of the sport. Because before you get hurt. More pressure in boxing. Boots Enos should get the winner of Spence Crawford. Why, you ask? Boots should get, get the shot after Spence Crawford? Because he deserves it. Point blank, period. Then we have Shakur Stevenson. He might be better than everybody when it, when it's all over. But for now, he has to wait. Devin's going to move up after he smashes Tank. And probably that sets the stage for him and Shakur probably meeting at 140 or 147. That's all I'm saying. Show, I will, and more pressure. Showtime, Sean Porter needs to come back for real. He needs to come back. We need him in boxing. We need a dog like Showtime in boxing. Whatever weight he wants to come at, I think he, he'd be gilded at 154. That, that'll put some more people in the uh, weight division. And finally, more pressure. Danny Garcia is going to beat up the Cholo brothers. Jamel, Jamel, what, whichever one it is, he's going to beat them up before Earl or Crawford can get up there and beat them up and take the belts they have that nobody cares about. That's all I'm saying. Almost done here. Like I said, I didn't have much today. You know, it's the dead time of sports. But we're going to end it on track and field. Uh, there are a lot of meets going on overseas this weekend. One in Bermuda. Another one somewhere over in uh, in Egypt somewhere. Uh, we had Shikara Richardson back on the winning winning track. She's breaking records. She's ran the fastest time this year in the 100 at 10.76. The attitude is still stank. But I'm sure somebody got in the ear and told her how much money she was losing by being different, i.e. crazy, and her lack of decorum. But she's been tearing it up on the track. She's been sending shots uh, to uh, Shelly Ann Fraser-Price and Sharika Jackson. Here's the thing. They were in Bermuda. First, Shelly Ann Fraser-Price wins in Bermuda. She won the 100. She, she didn't beat Shikari's time, though. And so was Sharika Jackson. Price uh, dominated the 100. Sharika Jackson dominated 200. And if she gets her takeoff out of the block, she's soon to become the next great sprinter in Jamaica from the 100. So it's a problem. Shikari, holler at me when you can beat one of those two. Because right now, even though you ran the fastest time in the 100 so far this year, I don't see you beating either of those ladies. This thing, this called me from Missouri. Show me. And I seen them run, and I seen you run. They look way faster. Hey, just get on the same track. We're gonna see what happens. I'm rooting for you, USA all the way. But those girls from Jamaica got something to say. And the men's, we had Christian Coleman making his comeback. He's been suspended. Uh, he beat Noah Lyons, or should I say nudged him in the 100. 
But look, uh, Noah Lodge came back and maintained his dominance in the 200. But that's going to be the matchup to watch going forward. Noah Lyles against Christian Coleman. Christian Coleman was the man before the Olympics, before he got, he had the steroid allegations, the doping, and all that. So he took some time off. Uh, that remains to be seen, but those are the two big names in men's track and field right now for the Americans. Uh, I'll have more track and field on on Friday once I get a, a better better um better knowledge of what's going on. I think we had a couple of world records that I missed, uh, but uh, I'll straighten it out on Friday. Go ahead and get on out here. Like I said, I hope everybody had an enjoyable uh, weekend. Salute to all those soldiers who didn't make it back home. That's what Memorial Day is all about. I'm going to give my shout-outs. Uh, first, my shout-outs to my guy, uh, Kalansky Press, a.k.a. Nasty Man. He's also a vet. Get well soon. He's come down with a nasty case or something. Hope you get well soon. Uh, shout-out to also Big Cuz, Stacey Ashton, a.k.a. Donnie Brasco. It was good chopping it up with you this weekend. He's been a major supporter of the show since day one. I really appreciate you. And a uh, shout-out to all the college grads, high school grads, and the parents that got them there. Uh, you're blessed. As always, it's your boy OG, and I'm O-U-T.